0: Fire. Gee, dear. Fire. Yeah? Inferno. Yeah? yeah? Is that Ep- how we're going to do this? <laughs> That's how we're going to do this. Episode 54, Inferno. Disco <laughs> Inferno, it. some might say. It's a seven-parter. The very last seven-parter in Doctor Who that we're ever going to watch. Oh uh, Well, until, of course, we go back and watch old episodes that get re-released. It when they're mm-hmm. found, or reanimated, or released as uh, photosnaps. Mm-hmm. So, what happens in Inferno, dear? Um. Well, a lot cool. Of things. Okay. Um, okay. Next week.
1: <laughs> uh, what happens in Inferno, dear? Doctors driving around singing. There's also a man with a toolbox nearby, whistling, biking. He stops, goes into a building. Uh, to meet someone named Keith, number 12 Keith. pipe is fucky-wucky, and it doesn't look too serious, so let's fix it. A bald man comes in and asks, why is he drilling slower? The drill isn't busted enough to need repair. Meanwhile, the man at the pipe touches some green yak that's hot and gets it on his hand. There's Ooh, apparently been tasty. an oiling, oil drilling consultant brought in from across the world. Pipe man, though, is now a zombie, uh, kind of walking around. He's like, I don't know. just... And he leaves. He's very sick. And then he falls over, a guy helps him, and that guy gets fucking murdered. Meanwhile, yep. uh, Brig has a nice office here, and the doctor's here too. And he calls wow. the Brigadier ugly without his mustache. And <laughs> then there's a murder that the doctor needs to figure out, and the wrench that very was good. used is still warm. It was apparently red hot when found Untouched. I don't know. Um, the first penetration... Of the Earth's crust apparently is happening, <laughs> and the doctor wants to take part in it all. Uh, oil rig guy is a jackass kind of. Uh, it's a robot drill fed by a nuclear reactor, and it's the first time that this kind of drill has ever been made. And they nicknamed the place Inferno. Uh,
0: what are, what are, wait, what are they? What are they doing with the drill again? Drilling to
1: penetrate the Earth's crust. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you just not hear me the first time when I said it?
0: No, no, no. I, 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 I just wanted clarification. I just wanted a confirmation.
1: Um, oil rig guy is the there, guy. and he calls uh, the brigadier ugly. Or <clears throat> wow, I lost my entire spot because Evie hit the mute button on my mic. Great.
0: Hi. Thanks, Evie. Thanks, Evie. Evie doesn't want the podcast to continue, <sighs> so true. we're going to stop the podcast.
1: You have to listen to Cats. Um,
0: we're listening to Cats 2019. Hmm. That's the next horror movie we're watching. <laughs>
1: That's the next Doctor Who we're watching.
0: No. Well, uh, actually, there is an episode with Cat People. Oh. Several episodes. Mm. Actually, you know, there's there's a lot of episodes with Cat People. Uh, do cheetahs count as cats? Yes. Okay, well, then there's a lot of episodes with Captain.
1: Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, there's apparently <laughs> an infinite powerful energy source here. Hey, there's in there a lesbian in one of them. That's been there since the beginning of time. To- I mean, good for her. Uh, The lady is named Petra, and I found yes. it hilarious because the fucking oil rig guy hits on her, so I just called her Petrol. <laughs> <laughs> and Stallman is a fucking angry piece of shit. He's also balding, so fuck this dude. Uh, then we meet he meets the doctor, he straight out points out the computer is giving warnings. he's like, nah, I'm good. Meanwhile, the doctor then drives away to a hangar that has the tardis console and also Liz. He wants to run away with the tardis console and Liz is gonna help. Let's test it. Uh, the engineer though now has hairy hands and is making weird animal noises. He also wants to kill someone. The tardis uh, switches are thrown and then this guy that we see on the phone for a second dies. And then he zombie dude has like this big old headache and pulls a switch and the circuits for Liz are now locked up and overloading because that switch threw too much power in and then the doctor swooshes away into time and space, I guess. And then Liz saves him by shutting off the power. And then the doctor makes a, wants to make another run at it. And then the drill head makes a beep beep noise. It's an emergency. But if they stop, it might not restart. So they got to keep going, apparently. Lady Petrol runs in to do her job and nearby the Doctor and the Brigadier show up. He tries to tell Balding Guy that he's grouchy and shitty and drunk and then Oil Rig Guy runs in and makes his best attempt at turning a valve. Meanwhile, the Doctor finds a dead body and then the Engineers enter the room really angrily and wanting to kill him because he's a zombie animal thing. That's the episode. Maybe. Um
0: yeah, and then everyone dies and that's the end of the show. Yep. Such a shame. So, uh, this show, this episode, specifically, Inferno, had the working titles of Project Inferno, Operation Molebore, and The Mohole Project. What? Those, okay, okay, I'm gonna try and explain this, because, like, I've been reading about this, and it's, like, a lot, so I'm gonna try and paraphrase a lot of this. Um, so, okay, um, essentially, uh, sort of, like, geothermal drilling was sort of, like, really new and, uh, really fascinating as a concept. Um, so, for some fucking reason, um, the, the, the writer... Uh, So, okay, I'm just going to read this whole fucking paragraph, actually. So Barry Letts, the producer, had taken over Doctor Who at short notice, and so basically for this entire season, he had just been overseeing, like, supervising other people's leftover projects and leftover scripts and stuff. Uh, Terrence Dix had also been working with people who had done Doctor Who before, Um, uh, so now when they were looking for a final story for Season 7, they were in trouble because Season 7 had a lot of scripts that just fell through. Um, and they were desperate to find, like, a script that would work. Um, they finally found someone in, uh, uh, well, okay, before we get to that, uh, Terrence Dix essentially had, uh, spoken to a hype of his friends that he'd worked on other shows with, uh, um, Don Houghton. I, I actually don't know how to pronounce his name, Houghton Houghton. it's Mm. English, um. He had wanted to, he'd been writing a lot of horror stuff and was, uh, just gotten into freelancing and was, like, writing horror movies, and, uh, he basically went to Terrence Stickers and and was like, hey, I have an idea based on what I had read about the Mohole Project, uh, which, I, is an entire thing, um, I feel like naming it, like, the Mohole. anything Mohole is a little bit, like. We, uh, a bit too on the nose, because, like, uh, supposedly Project Mohole was, like, an entire attempt in the early 60s to, uh, drill into the Earth's crust, so it's like, you're making an episode about something, like, one-to-one, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so, okay, basically, he was interested in it because of, there was a lack of information supplied by it after 1966, because, you know, governments, uh, he had been interested enough to ask a U.S. embassy, who, <laughs> who must have been pleased at the time that someone other than an anti-Vietnam pro- st- protester was calling, um, but they said that it was classified. Likewise, the science museum said nothing useful. So, if anything, that kind of made him even more curious. Um, it made it look more like a conspiracy theory to him. So, basically, it was like, I have this idea, and Terence Six is like, it's not entirely a full story. So.
1: Don't mind that. They
0: fleshed... I didn't hear anything. Uh, They fleshed it out and added a whole heap of other things, like uh, the alternate universe plot was added as blatant padding, but I feel like it actually works in the story. Um, Meanwhile, uh, Barry Letts uh, thought he ought to have a lot of stock footage of volcanoes. Um, You know, just because. But I don't know if you recognize the volcanoes in the intro for this episode, dear, but they were actually the exact same stock footage of volcanoes used in uh, The Enemy of the World. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> for those
0: opening shots. But those were in black and white, so it, it was hard to change. Um, but yeah, what, what, what happened in the next episode, dear? Uh, oil guy gets the
1: coolant flowing, but there's too much power to the reactor, so petrol goes to the doctor. Uh, meanwhile, a soldier with a gun is here to shoot the engineer... And, and which, all have guns. which he does, and he takes a soldier out with him, though. So the engineer is now dead. The animal nude is now dead. Uh, but when the doctor goes to move the switch back, it's really hot, and he can't touch it.
0: And a Ooh. wall behind
1: the body is also scorched. Like it's really hot.
0: That's weird. Body's real hot.
1: Yes. Uh, oil rig guy tries to use Petra to convince Walding guy to use more safety precautions. Meanwhile, the body of the tech guy. Was alive for a weird amount of time, even with two bullets in the heart. Something about retrogressing body cells, turning it into an animal, wasn't completed. That's weird. Uh, But then the two people that were attacked disappeared. But then the doctor sees one of them up on the scaffolding, and he's all animal-like, and he uses his gun as a stick. Uh, Balding guy is being a jackass, increasing speeds. But there's a box in the control room now with some goo in a jar. It's unanalyzable. You can't analyze it, and it's too hot to touch. And the Brig also wants to talk to Balding. The doctor wants to know if the green goo makes noise, and Liz is like, look at this computer, though. And then there's a whole argument, in the Brigadier's office. Doctor goes, hey, have you seen the computer? And then they finally look at the computer, and they're like, hey, stop drilling. And dude's like, no. And then they cut the power to the doctor's hut, because why not? I'm five. I'm going to throw a fit. And then the drill is going to happen in less than, like, an hour, apparently. Also, Balding Dude's hand is now green. Uh, I hope he dies. Oh,
0: no! Um.
1: Doctor asks Liz to check the circuits on something. Uh, he secretly turns the power in his hut back on. Walk- he- uh, Balding walks into the room, starts to rip apart a computer, goes into the Brig's office, touching everything- and tries to destroy a micro-circuit with a police baton. And then the doctor stops and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, what's that in your pocket? And he's like, nothing! huh? Because I threw it on the floor and you didn't see it. And they're like, okay, bye. And then he steps on the circuit to bust it. Um, so back at the TARDIS, they're repairing some stuff. TARDIS this, TARDIS that, don't really care. Um, but then Liz is sent to the computer to go test a single coordinate on the computer... While he secretly tests the TARDIS. Uh, but there's an animal person lurking around Liz. That's weird. Meanwhile, the Liz and the Brigadier f- instantly figure out what's up. And that she was sent on a wild goose chase. Uh, they find out someone's using the power. Shut it down. Oh. And then when the Liz and the Brigadier run into the room where the TARDIS is, the TARDIS is swooping away and it took Bessie with him. Oh! She
0: will let it down.
1: Oh, they, they're trying! It's the episode, though.
0: That is the episode. So, the seven scripts submitted just before Christmas 1969 um, uh, had significant changes made before filming was beginning, even four months later. Um, the threat to Earth was mainly atmospheric. It wasn't the forefront of the story. Um, it was meant to just be, like, essentially equivalent to, if you drill through, you're gonna make global warming happen faster, essentially. Um, and the world will be destroyed that way. Um, uh, a lot more time was spent with the Doctor watching history repeat. Um, uh, Sir Keith, uh, I don't know what you've called him here.
1: Uh professor.
0: Think- He's not a professor. Deal with it. Okay, whatever. Sir Keith, um, (laughs) who, keep an eye on him because his actor comes back quite a bit. Uh, Sir Keith is not in the script at all. Um, And also, the wolf thing, wolf primeval ooze boys aren't in the script at all either. Um, But you also have to keep in mind that when the story was commissioned, season seven was very tumultuous. This was like a a, a very fine balancing act. Series 6 had a lot of low viewership. Season 7, they were like, okay, we're shaking things up. And they were like, we need to get this to work so we can get another season so we can, like, solidify things. Um, so they were like, we don't know if the series is going to go after this this Series 7. Um, so the production team was still cobbling together a possible replacement series for the Saturday night tea time slot, which is what Doctor He was in. Um, it was tea time, been su- time tea time you know during dinner sure tea time
1: i did tea- know what- that
0: well clearly you're not british um clearly it's it's been suggested hint take a grain of salt with this um that uh the plan was to show earth being destroyed as a cliffhanger to what was potentially the final end for Doctor who um but mm-hmm. frankly, it's hard to imagine that Barry Letts and Terence Dix would ever do something so downbeat for Doctor Who, because they both had the uh, the vision that Doctor Who was a l- very light hearted and very comedic, and it, it had threats and it had serious stories, but it was a- it always took it light hearted. It was never depressing or or too real in a sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's. Uh, um, what happens in the next episode, dear? Because we're about to get into some real good stuff. Oh, my
1: God. Uh, the power was cut off, so the Doctor's trap Balding is happy about that, and he's not going to do anything about it. But also, the Ministry might be angry at him, so the Professor's going to head out but go back to London. Uh Balding hands more green now, and he puts a glove on it. But just one. So there's that. Uh it's Michael Jackson. He's hiding. Yes. We, we see the doctor land somewhere, he wakes up in pretty much the same place, but, like, weird. I said it was at a different date. I was so wrong. Um, there's a unity and strength sign on the wall. That's weird. That's kind of fascist. Um, and <laughs> the door it's- opener also doesn't work anymore. Um, looking outside, everything's totally normal, except the fact that it's now a run-down town, and he's in a storeroom, which is weird, he drives away, gets fucking shot at, then two army men followed by many more army men chase after him and there's a gunfight and more chasing and he hides in a trash can and then he's chased and then he runs into an animal person and he fends him off with a fire extinguisher because he's really hot and then the army Ooh. finds him uh, and then we run into another animal zombie thing and they don't like sticks being thrown at them. And then the army accidentally shoots the zombie thing and the doctor gets away, probably. Meanwhile, we see a lady in uniform. It's Liz. That's weird. Oh! Why is her hair dark? She sees the doctor and is angry and she pulls a gun on him. She's also their party leader? Ah! The, the brigadier is in his office, but he doesn't have a mustache. He has an eye patch. It's... it's, uh, it's
0: uh, what is it, dear?
1: It's an alternate universe. Oh, my God! Uh, What? So he's like, hi, I'm the doctor. Liz is like, you're a spy. Uh, They bring up Sir Keith, which starts some shit because he's apparently dead. So off to see the director. And the drilling is far more advanced in this one. Uh, Apparently Keith was killed over a day ago. Uh, On the way to the Ministry of London, Balding is also fucking up here and took another microcircuit. Uh AU oil rig is still here to help with safety but petrol isn't wanting to hear it. But all safety is out the window, but balding in this AU has a green hand as well. That's not great. <gasps> um and the doctor is going to get is going to get shot eventually. And all the royals in this timeline were executed and also this is a slave camp. Oh. <sighs> They still don't believe the whole other world thing. The doctor didn't exist in this world. There's a leak near the drill head, but of course they don't listen to oil rig guy again. And there's an emergency. The, karate- the doctor uses a karate chop thing again and escapes uh, while the drill is currently spewing some pea soup gack. And then they're trying to get the their, their best to get it all fixed up and try to get people to escape. But then if they try to escape the brigadier will shoot them. So well now a soldier has a gun pointed at the doctor as he tries to fix the computer and save everybody. Oh no, that's the episode.
0: Um okay, okay, okay. So there's a lot of fun stuff with this. So uh-huh. the scene where the brigadier turns around and there's the eye patch, it's kind of a kind of an iconic type scene. But uh, when they were first doing it, um his chair is swiveled around so he's facing the wall, and when they were practicing it, um, he swiveled around to find that all the cast and all of the, the production uh, staff were also wearing eye patches. <laughs> just to, like, fuck with him. Uh, but he kept a straight face and did the scene entirely straight still. Um, which is. fucking. Uh, I. I <laughs> The amount of fun they had on this, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal what they did in the script because it, it makes it easier to do it this way. Uh, so in the script, they designate the Earth uh, that we follow, that's um normal Earth, as Warp One, and the alternate parallel Earth as Warp Two. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. that's it makes sense. So uh, in Warp Two, the f- the the poster that dear points out is fascistic. Uh, is literally meant to look like the Big Brother poster from 1984 and as an in joke to 1984 the uh picture of um uh the the picture on the poster is actually the um George Orwell oh, shit well, no it's not George Orwell uh he's the visual effects designer uh if, if from on the show, which is kind of a homage to the 1954 BBC adaptation of 1984, uh, where the big brother, the, the, the image of big brother was the head of television design at the time, which was essentially visual effects for them. Um, so, and, uh, like, like, like Jack kind, the, the, the visual effects designer on the show also worked on visual effects for that production. So it was like, Hey, like, you're gonna be the image of, of, uh, fucking Big Brother in this. Um, but yes, this is an authoritarian, fascistic, parallel universe, and I don't know if Dear mentioned, because I've already forgotten, but the, the royal family. What happened to the royal family, Dear? They've been executed. Yeah. The. It, Britain is a republic now. Oh, the oh, horror. Dear. Oh, no. We oh can't my. survive without the monarchy. What are we going to do without the monarchy? Um, Anyway, uh, so the scenes in episode two where they're on top of a chemical tank were actually really hard for John Pertwee to do because he is terrified of heights. Uh-huh. Um, absolutely petrified of them. It took him like 15 minutes to build up the courage to, to like, Get the confidence just to climb and do the scene, um, but he he did it, and thankfully they they didn't play any pranks on him because the the uh, the, the the stuntmen were too busy playing pranks on each other because they filmed it around April Fool's Day, <laughs> which of course they did. Um, Carolyn Carolyn John who played Liz was always a little bit upset that. Um, in this story, especially, like, in the script, she was meant to be the one interrogating the doctor, not not the brigade leader. Um, so it, it was, like, kind of frustrating for her to be, like, sidelined again, and it kind of built on a, a frustration that she had throughout her time in the show, where she was just like, the companion right now is, like, not really a character. Like, we're just sidelined. We're, like, I'm not really allowed to do anything. Like, this is, like... You just want me to be, like, a plot device, essentially. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, which was frustrating to her. But she also cites that this is one of her favourite stories because she had so much fun playing a baddie. Like, she and and uh, Nicholas Courtney, who played... Uh, the oh, Ricketeers, you don't slash, say! Ricketeer, they had so much fun playing the baddie that this is their favourite episode they've ever done. You can see it especially in Nicholas Courtney. He's having so much fun like grimacing and looking evil and being a fascist. And being like, I'm going to shoot you. Anyway, what happens in the next episode, Uh So
1: Liz takes charge. Oh, OD- AU Liz takes charge of the doctor.
0: Warp 2 Liz.
1: Stopping him from being shot. Leader. I don't care. The doctor repairs the computer and look, there we go. It's all fixed now. It's saying, uh, hey, what the fuck are you doing? The the balding director now thinks that he's sabotaging everything. There's more arguing. Uh, Something about too much heat and pressure, so if they throw it in reverse, it'll fix everything. So Liz realizes that the doctor is a scientist, and then they kind of talk about OG Liz for a little while, and she's like, we have nothing in common. She's like, but I dreamed of science once as a child. And, and then, meanwhile, the drill is doing good now. And they'll have to slow everything down to help it. Uh, too bad they don't. More arguing Liz and the doctor. Danger this, danger that. More wanting to get fucking murder. The fucking murder. The oil rig guy and Balding is having a headache. Meanwhile, the doctor is getting interrogated. Um, but he can stand it because it's just a lamp pointed in his face. He slipped sideways in time, apparently. Stage two interrogation time, but let's wait until he's better. And the drill starts again. The doctor tries to get away. Uh, Balding. T- t- get Balding to take his glove off, and he's like, sure, it's a bandage, see? It's also very obviously green, but like, whatever. Uh, so they take the doctor away, and Liz is gonna supervise. And there's company in the jail cell next to him, though, but he was tranquilized, so that's good. Uh, Liz comes in and says, we're going to interrogate you, and does, and then makes her squad leave, and she's like, I just think you're from a free speech group. uh, Who are you, really? And she's like, I'm not really going to have this conversation with you, and she just leaves. Um, The doctor tries to have a conversation with the other guy in the cell, and he has a green hand, and that sucks. Uh, OG Liz and the OG Brigadier are upset and looking for the doctor. Meanwhile, Professor and Balding in the uh, original universe are hanging out and talking about drilling, and then he's headed to London. Balding is angry and upset and making a huge deal out of fucking everything. Uh, The green guy in the cell, though, back in the other universe, is waking up, and the agent just goes straight into the cell and gets attacked, and now that dude's free. And then the Doctor escapes! Woo! And he makes a run for it, hops hops into a car, steals radiation suit, pretends to be part of a soldier group, uh, but he's not actually escaping. The Drill is still, still going and ready to break the surface, and AU Brig is monitoring around the area, and the Doctor is back in the Inferno control system and sneaks around and pulls some levers, but then the Brigadier sees him and stops him, and the Drill is now breaking through the planet's doing a scream, it's making horrible noises, and oil drill guy helps the doctor escape, but then balding guy has a gun pointed at the doctor, and that's the episode.
0: It was the blip episode. Yes. Blip episode. So, um, in episode 3, as the chase scene of the doctor um, in Bessie on Parallel Earth, there was a terrible, terrible stunt accident. Um, the boots, the boots that they were wearing, uh, the the, the soldiers in the parallel world, uh, they um. They were terrible boots. They they could barely run on them. They couldn't even jump with them. Um, and one of one of um, one of the, one of the stunts they had to do was uh, uh, a stuntman had to jump onto the car, um, and he didn't jump as far as he thought he did, um, his leg, uh, brushed up against the, uh, mud flaps of Bessie and caused a massive gash in his leg. It was so bad that he had to go on accident, he had to go to accident emergency. Um, uh, uh the director, um, not the director, uh, the guy who played, uh, uh Benson, John Levine stated that it was the worst wound he had ever seen in his uh, professional career. Um, after John Pertwee saw the wound and learned that he had caused it, he had actually became sick and uh, almost couldn't carry on filming until a few hours later. Um, he almost he actually went as far as to buy the the stuntman's wife a gift to apologise for the accident. Um, John Pertwee was one of those one of those one of those men who really really cared about everyone on set um he always wanted to everyone to be happy everyone to be comfortable everyone to be like uh make sure everyone was okay um but uh this injury he ended up needing 18 stitches and ironically the boots that caused the injury also prevented the injury from being much much worse um but he insisted on returning to the set to avoid upsetting John because he didn't want John Pertwee to feel bad. So he was like, no, I've got to return to work. Um, which is admirable. Um, so, okay. Uh, as I've mentioned before, John Pertwee had real bad bouts of vertigo and was terrified of heights. Um, unfortunately, while they were filming it, they had like a really weird, really strong bitter wind. Uh, making it really hard, because as a person who's afraid of heights, uh, wind actually makes it worse. Uh, you feel really, really bad. Um, uh, also, on top of this, it also was really, really fucking hot. So they were overheated a lot. Um, uh, so Havoc, the stunt coordinators, the, the, the stunt team that were doing all, most of the stunts, um, they had <laughs> They they had to one of the stunts involves one of them falling off these giant uh towers, essentially. Um and they, they essentially went back and forth on who was actually going to do it. Like one of the stuntmen actually became an actor for the scene, so it was like, do we can he perform his own stunts? Should we get a stuntman for him? What do we do? Um so end up they they went with a a stuntman another stuntman instead uh but also the fall that they actually end up doing held the record UK record for the the longest stunt fall in uh, the industry despite the James Bond movie's trying to beat it uh they never did i forget what beat it in the end but it was like oh, the, the the drop that they ended up doing was over 70 feet like fucking large yeah but uh yeah John Pertwee was not a fan of watching it (laughs) because it's like I mean terrified of heights watching this happen they had to like hold hold him and like reassure him as he was like going up the stuff because like it it fucking tall but yeah Uh what happens in the next episode dear (sighs)
1: so they break through the earth and the entire area is shaking so the doctor's safe but now everything's really fucked up. And oil rig guy is going to go into the drill area and we see some explosions and gas and balding comes up and, of course, come fucking beats the oil rig guy. And then the doctor comes in and beats him up and everyone's beating everyone up. And they get a ray. And the coolant has seized so they need to get everyone out. But then the door starts to close uh, from the inside so they can't do anything. Balding is forcing the technicians in there to eat the gak and become horrible things. All of London is also having huge earthquakes. And the brigade leader is now in control, apparently. Everyone oh. is going to build up until the earthquakes uh, earth dissolves into expanding gas. And then they launch two They also zombies. The brigadier tries to shoot him, but it doesn't work. But the fire extinguisher does. And they get him. And then the oil rig tries to take AU, Petrol, and the Brigadier and Liz and be like, no! We are military! Listen to everything! And then they get more military outside so no one could leave. Oil and Petrol are fighting about the computer more. Petrol still doesn't realize that they're all gonna die and then goes, oh, I'm going to die. Then there's a, a weird moment of like too much kissy, touchy shit. I don't know. It's weird. And then they go, okay, I'm leaving. Wanna come? Winky? And then... The doctor goes, can I at least save the other world? And Liz is like, okay, maybe. And then Liz and Brigadier AU are like, this isn't a vehicle. What the fuck are you on about? Let's leave. And then he shows them it works. If if he's going to do that, it's going to drain the storage unit. And then he whooshes away and back and everyone goes, oh, what the fuck? And the Brigadier goes, can you take us with us? With you? And he's like, nah. And he's like, you fucking asshole, save us. Uh, Balding now calls over the intercom and oil rig isn't there to help Liz with this weird problem, but then he shows up and there's weird man moaning, gro- groaning noises and everyone's like, it's fine. He's dead. And then it, he, the voice says, raise the heat shield and everyone runs for the thing to let him out. And the doctor's like, no. And then they're like, all right, well, he's out now. And there's a whole bunch of green animal men now. And then the doctor pulls the cords on the door so they can't get back to the heat and everybody runs into the office. They are stronger when it's hot But everyone's going to die. And did you want to talk about the TARDIS, by the way? Oh, I. by the way, in the OG world, Professor is being driven around and doesn't recognize where he is and his phone is broken. And there was a order to just drive him around and get rid of him. And then they're like, okay, let's head back. And he's like, okay. So they do, and they get into a car accident. And Uh-oh. meanwhile, the heat is back, and the dudes are ready to fight, and everyone inside wants to get the doctor back to the- his world to save them. And he's like, it's more about what's out there than what's in here. And then they break the window, and now they're in here. And that's the episode.
0: Hell yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's not good. So, Petra... Um- or petrol, as some in this podcast would say, Mm -hmm. Uh, the role of Petra was actually given to Sheila Dunn, who is Douglas Camfield, who is the director's wife. Um, After the original actress that they wanted was not available to play the part, who, funnily enough, the original actress comes back years later to be a reoccurring character. Um, But, so... uh, on, we're going to talk about the director now. So, on set, uh, John Pertwee we had a few tiffs with the director Douglas Camfield, um, and no one at the time knew except uh, Camfield and his wife that uh, he had an underlying heart condition, and his wife was pressuring him to 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 slow down and not stress himself out with the job. Um, uh, there, at one point in one of the tiffs that they had. Uh between Pertwee and camfield uh Sheila Dunn actually intervened and was like, "Hey uh, like resolved it essentially cooled down John pertwee and was like, okay, come on we can we can keep we can keep going on um but halfway through I believe episode three or episode four during filming um camfield uh unfortunately had a minor heart attack and had to essentially leave uh the production." So, uh, someone else had to take over! Whoops! Um, leaning... (sighs) When, when, when the replacement was coming, I can't remember if it was Barry Letts or someone else who had come in and essentially, uh, taken over, but, uh, yeah, it it was Barry Letts. Barry Letts took over after it, um, but they were just like, fuck it, whatever, just, just he can be... Canfield's gonna be credited and Barry Letts essentially just followed uh, the directions and uh, notes that Canfield had left anyway because he, he was one of those directors that prepared everything for his episodes beforehand. So it was pretty fucking easy for Letts to just continue it all. Um, because uh, also there were BBC regulations that forbade someone from being both producer and director. I don't know, the BBC's weird with certain rules. Um, who even fucking knows, man. Uh, there's a lot of things that the BBC were very bad about. Um. Shocking! Yeah, I know, right? Um. So, as, uh, most of the, because most of the cast didn't know about it, um, they were all kind of fucking shocked, um, but... Barry Letts was like, okay, I'll take over, whatever. He's like, I've been wanting to try directing anyway. And he's like, I want to direct my own one, though. I want to direct one from the start. I didn't want to direct one from, like, beginning. Um, so he ends up directing the very next story. Because he was like, fuck it, I want to do it. Um, but there's a deleted scene in this where, in part of the uh, Nazi Britain, quote-unquote, in Warp 2 world... Um, <gasps> Wait, you're they- saying
1: these are Nazis?
0: Yes, I already said that earlier ago, dear. Wait,
1: Um, you're saying these are Nazis?
0: They had decided that there was going to be, like, a radio announcement. (laughs) Um, uh, like a radio announcement sort of system to, like, reinforce, give you a little bit of world building. Um, it was meant to sound a lot like Lord Lord Ha-Ha, um, uh, one of those Irish fascists who broadcasted propaganda in France and stuff, um... Hmm. John Port- Pertwee volunteered to do the voice because before Doctor Who he had a uh, a long history of doing like comedy and funny voices uh, but Barry Letts opted to delete the scene in the end during editing because he figured everyone in Britain would recognise that it was Pertwee um, but he left it on for foreigners so that's why if you watched in the US you would know that that scene was in it and if you didn't then well if you're in the UK you didn't know it was there uh, but it is on the DVD extras uh, so if you have the DVD, you can watch it. So that's 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 all. That's that's get DVDs good. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so also the the story has a weird amount of stock music in it. They don't have an actual incidental music score because for some reason there was some sort of misunderstanding feud between Camfield and Dudley Simpson. Uh, Canfield refused to work with him uh, so they just used stock foot, stock uh, noise uh, stock noises uh, they just used stock music which weirdly enough a lot of it was Delilah Derbyshire's compositions so like technically this is the closest she's ever gotten to actually <laughs> do it like scoring a Doctor Who episode even though she arranged the theme song um, but uh yeah for some reason i I don't I couldn't find any information on why they disagreed and why campfield refused to work with dudley Simpson but who who even fucking knows um but yeah what happens in the next episode yeah?
1: uh so they need to hook up the nuclear reactor to the tardis and boost the output so they can leave uh yeah, if they oh. use all the extinguishers in that main room and also the coolant they can get out and do it but then uh one of the Dudes like walks around and tries to kill the brigadier, and he shoots him, and then everything's really hot, and they basically uh, they basically do it. <laughs> There's just a lot of running around. Um, the doctor talks about seeing the professor slash Keith uh, that fucking died or vanished, and then the brig in the other world is very upset, and Balding just won't come talk to brigadier, so the brigadier sends someone to go get him. On the other side, Liz is trying to get some switches to get the doctor back, and there's a knock at the door. The oil rig wanted to go look at the machine that he was working on, and he's confused why Liz is still here. The brigadier confronts Balding about the guys disappearing, and he just goes, Yeah, that's fine. And then they want to delay the drill, and the professor returns, and he's like, No. Uh, The doctor is good with TARDIS injuries, energy, so they're ready to go. And they take the extinguishers, everyone jumps, and Bessie goes off to the place where they could reroute the power, and then the doctor and oil rig run off to the TARDIS. Meanwhile, uh, Brigadier yells at Petrol and yells and yells, and there's like a whole line where it's like, Wow, everything can't be solved by brute force! And it's just like, Uh huh. And <laughs> the Brigadier's planning on making an escape. The doctor is at the console, oil rig is helping reconnect the power, more yelling, fear of explosions. Liz is done with Brigadier's shit. He's being insane with power and evilness, but they're all hooked up and ready to go. But then something's wrong, so they try to work on it again. But then the green guy attacks again, and they all run away. And they get back, but there isn't enough power, so time to die A.U. Brigadier is a fucking jackass, tries to shoot Oil Rig, his gun doesn't have bullets, then Oil Rig beats the fuck out of him. Like, no fighting back. Uh, but But Petrol ran off to try to get the power through again, and the green man is alive and tries to attack her, but then they stop him again. And she finishes wiring the panel and the power's back, and then the Brigadier is like, take me with you or I'll shoot, and his gun now has more bullets. And then Liz fucking shoots him. And she's like, go! Well, you still can! There's lava coming at us right through this door that totally is real! Go! And then that's the episode.
0: And everyone died. Yes. Womp. So, uh, Barry Letts was having some tangential thoughts about Inferno. Um, he everyone in Warp 2 had a fascist counterpart, or Nazi counterpart if that makes it more clearer for you, dear. Um, but where was the Doctor's evil twin? Um could this make for an exciting long running story for the now guaranteed next series? Because by this point they had been guaranteed they're getting another series. Why was the brigadier talking to a sergeant and not a permanent captain in the team? Most of all, How do you avoid scenes with the Doctor and Liz telling each other things they ought to know already, or talking completely over the heads of the viewers, or being patronising while explaining everything to the Brigadier, thus making his leadership look ineffective? The solution now seems obvious. Make Sergeant Benton a regular character who asks all the questions and gives the Doctor and Liz equal opportunities explaining everything to him and the viewers. However, this was the 1970s, and Terrence Dix wanted to ditch the blue stocking and wheel on Dim Dolly Bird, getting captured and needing rescuing, he didn't like the fact that the companion was often relegated to just damsel in distress. Which, I agree. Um, but, they also kind of needed that. They also kind of needed a companion that would fall in to be captured a lot. Like, Terrence Six didn't like it, but it was also, like, it was effective and it, it, it's what we need. So like, well, Liz has to go. So they wanted they they essentially were like, okay, how how are we gonna break the news to Carolyn that uh, we're we're not renewing her contract for the next season? Because yes, this is the <sighs> final episode with Liz. Um, she doesn't get a goodbye. <laughs> Which you, some why? People, um, she's the only companion to not get a proper like goodbye in the episode because like they just didn't think about it um which i find weird but i just i mean i kind of like it also because it it opens the door for more stories which they have done in audio adventures and books um uh, but uh coincidentally um carol and john actually wanted to leave this the the show anyway because as I mentioned before, she didn't like that she was often relegated to just standing around being a person to explain stuff to and uh, someone to be rescued and stuff. She wanted to actually do things. Um, And also, among other things, she was actually pregnant at the time, and so it would have been harder to record a new season anyway, because, you know, pregnancy makes being an actor pretty hard. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Pregnancy makes absolutely zero changes to the body. That's true. A, a pregnant woman is needs no help at all. Uh she needs no 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 thoughts towards her or anything. Um But uh there's also a, a thing with her where in the scene where she uh where where she shoots a gun and, and in Warp 2 World, she actually ha- has a has an aversion to guns. Um and it's not really revealed why. Um, it's probably a very personal reason, but she she is really not good with with guns at all. Um, so that's why whenever you see her shoot a gun, it's from off-screen, you don't actually see the gun go off. Uh, but yeah, she was three months pregnant at the time of the, the story, so she was like, uh, hey, this is not good. And it didn't help that at the place where they were recording everything, there were a lot of problems. Um, they... Uh, the oil processing plant that they... It was like a bitumen plant, I think, um, where they were recording the Inferno base, um, had a bit of a small problem. Uh, There was a lot of oil processing going on, so smoking was completely prohibited uh, on set. Uh, Cast and crew were provided with fruit, crisps, and chewing gum, and it's Uh reckoned that most people put on at least a stone during the filming because they just ate so much to deal with the no smoking. Um... And amid problems with yet another wig that she was forced to wear, um, Carolyn actually found the toilet facilities in the area to be a real big problem. Uh, Namely, because there weren't any. Um, And considering she was three months pregnant, uh, yeah, that would have been really fucking hard. Uh, But yeah, she was like, how am I going to break it to the producer that I want to leave the show? Meanwhile, the producer's going, how am I going to break it to her that we're not going to renew her contract for the next season? (laughs) it's like oh oh this is perfectly fine <laughs> like you i don't want to be here you guys don't want me here it's it's perfectly good um but also uh, real quick uh the the first guy that we see in the show the one that turns into the wolfman first uh he loved playing pranks and one of the one of the things he did was uh he took Carolyn john's uh warped two wig the small short black wig and her coat and put it on and started like walk like while he was wearing the wolf makeup, so he was like, walking around in this wolf makeup with this mask on, and also this black wig and a coat on, walking around trying to trick people, which I think is pretty funny to imagine. What happens in the next episode, dear? I can- Now that you've stopped laughing.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, the doctor is on the floor, randomly. Um, he's back home and Liz has found him. Uh, it seems like it's, like, three hours until they break through the crust or so. That's kind of what the time looks like. Balding wants to speed up the drill again, and Petrol's like, Oh, God, please be safe for fucking once. And he's like, No. And then Oil Rig comes in and goes, Don't. I'll go talk to him. And it's gonna be a Lulu? I- What? What the fuck is a Lulu, Gam?
0: Oh, you know, a Lulu. What the fuck? It's
1: your notes. No! That's literally what he says in the show. He's like, it's gonna be a Lulu. And I'm like, what? What? He was like, if we don't do something, it's gonna be a Lulu. And I was like, what the fuck? And Petrol was like, I'll go talk to him first. A Lulu? Yes! I don't remember this. So, Oil rig literally walks up to petrol after this conversation. And she's like, I can't reason with him. And he's like, well, I'll go talk to him. And he's like, well, no. Uh, I should talk to him because he listens to me. And he's like, well, somebody's got to talk to him because either way it's going to be a Lulu. And he's like, okay, well, you go soften him up and then I'll come in for the kill. Anyway. A Lulu? I don't know. So petrol talks to him first instead uh and while doing so he has a like freak out moment and then continues to work and she's like that's weird and he's like i need to uh penetrate super fast and he's gonna freak out again and walks away wait wait wait
0: penetrate
1: what the earth's crust oh okay okay. Mm -hmm. uh i just wanted to know
0: what we were penetrating
1: that's fair uh, they Everyone thinks he's ill, though. Liz is taking care of the doctor. He's in a coma. He may never wake up. So that's good. Uh, more arguing. Cool, great, cool. Uh, oil rig decides to leave before he fucking dies. Tries to take petrol with him. Suddenly things go wrong. Because of course they do. And The doctor wakes up and can hear over the phone the alarm blaring. And he's like, I'm predicting the future. This is what happens. We need to reverse all the systems. And then he passes out again. So Liz runs off and goes and tells them to do that, and all the beeping stops. And Bald Guy is very upset, and the doctor's waking up now. He's feeling better. He's like, I was in a parallel world. Many terrible things happened there, Liz. I got scared. It was all fascist all the way down. And there's a knock at the door. And the professor dude isn't dead. His arm's broken, though. Uh, And Free Will exists here! Woohoo! So everyone needs to shut down the drill. Because... That's what the fucking ministry said. And woo, that's fun. And then there's an animal guy still uh is up here with him. Wait, what? What? Never mind. Uh hmm, hmm. You okay? No, one second. Uh there's some bullshit happening and the doctor uh is like we need to stop the fucking drill. And They're like no. And so he just like starts breaking the fucking console and they try to drag him to the sick bay. Bald and Professor are fighting more about what happened, and he refuses to talk to the minister, apparently, until after they break through and penetrate the Earth's crust. So, there's that. And Petrol is trying to figure out why the Professor is feeling cold in a room that's literally like lava. And then he has another weird attack thing, and people see it, and he chases everyone out of the room while his brain doesn't hurt. And then the doctor knocks out two, his two guards and he runs for it. It is time to stop the drill. Uh, but there's an animal guy up here with him where the doctor is hiding. Oh no, good thing he has an extinguisher and he beats it. And then more Gak is leaking out of the drill and Balding is literally just touching it all over his face and stuff. And it's disgusting. And then there's like two minutes until they break through because they have no authority to stop it. No one just wants to stop it. They don't. It. They don't have any proof to stop it. And then the door opens, and then there's literally balding as the fucking lion guy. And they're like, "If we stop the dis- the drill, it'll disintegrate." And they're like, "Okay, do that then." And it's still going though. And they have to stop it at the drill head. That sucks. The system is all fucked up. How do we? What do we do? We gotta fix it. And then it's like 30 seconds, and you're like, okay, it's going to be like a 10-second countdown. And then they stop it at 35 seconds. (laughs) And later we see them repairing the TARDIS console again, and the entire project here is being abandoned. So no nuclear reactor for the Doctor, but he can use it like one or two more times. The Brigadier is upset that the Doctor was fucking with the console and, like, screwed them over, basically. And he's like, you know what? I think you're secretly fascist, maybe. And you sometimes act like you're f- secret fascist older world person. And you're then, really secret? apparently, the TARDIS console is fully operational. So the doctor's like, I want to leave again. And poof, off he goes. And then, apparently, he only went 100 yards away in a few seconds ahead of t- in time. And he landed in some trash. That's the episode.
0: You okay, dude?
1: No, oh, I'm tired.
0: What'd you think of the episode? Four. Wow. I fucking I hate, hate
1: this. No, I fucking hate this shit where it's just arguing for the sake of arguing and padding. It is so goddamn Probably annoying. Too, <sighs> Whatever. We just can't have a normal fucking conversation about why I dislike something in this goddamn podcast because it's Doctor Who. We are not allowed to dislike it.
0: You just hate Liz. (sighs) Why do you hate Liz, dear?
1: Goodbye, everybody.
0: Wow, okay. We're just gonna say goodbye. Fucking next week. Uh, Terror of the Autons. Oh. Get fucking ready! Cause autons are terrifying. Remember them? They're back. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, I was gonna wonder if Deer was gonna say goodbye or not, but I'm glad Deer did.